0: yeah it doesn't mean but like the maybe the thing
1: yeah oh it's oh, it, so. it's gotta be a conversation it's the yeah. best it is it is gonna be a conversation i we hope people join on.
0: because now is the opening of the pan Army games i don't know if, minutes, they're probably 10 seconds, going, i'll
1: but... be right back
2: well we are live so
0: <laughs> i hope people join <laughs> i hope people live. join
2: we are live oh we already have two people that's crazy uh how did i, I have the comments open? yeah i have the stats um let's see okay so page we'll, we'll
1: we'll we'll wait for a couple minutes we've got to wait for Onmen to get back and then we can go ahead and hit the intro in fact, and start yeah in fact give me one minute and i'll be right back <laughs> oh that's gonna be on the
0: episode
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man that's funny alright um, so I had that open
0: every time I'm in Cyprus we can hear the dogs I'm in Armenia we can hear the dogs you can never escape these dogs dude it's insane it's, it's my luck
2: yeah it is your luck
1: um, we're not really
0: sponsored by rare water but drink some rare water thank you drink some rare water <laughs> Oh my god. Armenian water at its finest.
2: Still can't believe that insane goal that Dashaun scored. Yeah.
0: yeah. He he looked up for like one second and he just went for it.
2: Yeah, he, he said in, the, in, like, a post-game interview, he was like, uh, he's like, I had to take a touch to control it. And he's like, he's like, I looked up and I saw that the goalkeeper was the way out. And he's like, but I still had to take a touch to control it and then take the shot. Um, but, yeah, he, I, and the second goal is good, too. The second was great. Uh, Davidian had a really good, um, really good like cross. It was, it was a good counter attack, and they played just they played great all together. I think
0: was Davidian called up in the last game in the last uh, national team. Uh, I
2: think he was called up. Question: He was, but he didn't play because uh, Dashan was just playing really well at right back, um, which I think is going to be the case again. I think I think Dashan is going to probably be the one to play both games. But, da- again, like, again, having Davidan play there, too, it's not, like, I-, I think against, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's who not it's a against. problem. No, it's not a problem because they, no. they're they both pretty much the same, except Dashan has, a, like, just an insane long shot that that Davidan doesn't have, you know? That's the main difference.
1: Davidan um, is more of a dribbler.
2: Yeah, and Davidan yeah. more of a shooter.
0: And um, faster, is faster more, yeah. Yeah.
2: But both,
1: they both have stamina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Best bulbulota naen veksatzer Lovatic, Please. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to mute you
2: oh. at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always remember.
2: Okay. Well, um <laughs> Let's see. Okay, cool. I think we'll let's just uh let's just give it a start. The, the banner. Boom. Uh boom.
1: And boom. Boom. And boom. Are you, gonna Are you just, okay?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're just going to start First the Paul Gentron is
2: live. For Paul Gentron is live. You don't see it down there? All right, let's do it. Some Intro other. is going in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome. It's Paul Gentron live (laughs) bear with us as this is our own this is our second ever live show that we are doing but this is episode 60 overall in football gentron uh thank you for joining us for what we are calling the summertime european tour uh that is because uh this has been a armenian boys summer uh there have been so many games played so much action i think you normally associate summertime with there being like Nothing to do, no games to watch, but there have been so many games, uh, so many things to talk about, so many good talking points, um, but we will start uh, this episode first off by asking how my great co-hosts are doing, Chadens Armen. How's it going?
0: We're in Armenia. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Chadens is still in Hayastan, I am back home. Yeah. Uh, back back in the good old US of A. Uh, but we were in Highestland together. We did go to some games. You guys will see uh, some fun stuff there. Ottoman, how are things in uh, South America?
1: Um, well, they are. I don't know how good or bad. It's South America. <laughs> it's I'm South okay. North. I'm okay. That's the most important thing. we we all good. We're uh, really looking forward to the next uh, national team camp, most of all, bro. I'm I'm super hyped yes um, well
2: let us just kick this off uh, let's not let's not wait any further more people will join uh, if you are watching live not po- not listening to this after it's already been uploaded or on your uh, Spotify or Apple podcast but if you are watching this live on YouTube right now with us feel free to drop in comments in the comment section on the live thing we see them. We will interact with them, uh, ask questions about what we're do, what we're talking about, the specific topics that we're on, and we'll pull it up and we'll have a well, we can have a discussion. Uh, so don't hesitate to do that. All right well, first up, right now the Armenian Premier League it is back. baby there have been two match days so far but not every club has played two games. of course because of the European season, uh, but there is going to be a lot of action. The APL has 10 teams this year. Lanine Artak got relegated. West Armenia is back in, uh, not back, but up in the first division for the first time in their history. Uh, and we had four teams that were playing in European competition, but we'll get to that part a little bit later. Uh, what we are going to talk about now, uh, because it is so early on in the season, we are going to give our early season predictions. Uh, so I will start. Uh, with you, chadens so let's talk about one, who do you think is going to win the league and why? Uh, two, what's going to be your surprise team? And three, who do you think is going to get relegated? Uh, so, chadens take it away.
0: League winners. It's going to be between Punic and Anadabh Armenia because Punic has that quality, they have that persistence we're going to talk more about it, more about that, more into detail, so I don't want to spoil much uh, Ararat Armenia as well, they can continue, they showed it last season, sometimes they have their little lows, they just lose a game or draw some of the games and they you know, it's part of the journey uh, surprise of the season Bakma, they were a very good end of last uh, end of last season and the other day I was at the game last week, and the match they won. They played Urartu. They had very good chances. They were good. Uh, and yesterday they won. Oh, sorry. Yesterday was it? Yes, yeah. Yesterday they won one 0 One 0 They beat Noah. So uh, relegated. Ugh. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I have a, I have a thought. Maybe it's Van, mm-hmm. maybe it's Van. Not sure.
2: I could see yeah. that. I could see that. Um, what about
0: you, Adam, Armin? What do you guys think?
2: Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. So I think in terms of, um, in terms of who I think is going to be. Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna go ahead and put the table up really, really quick. Uh, just so people could see. Um, so this is this is just the current live table right now. This is the current standings. I I think Punic. Of course, I'm, I'm wearing the shirt today, the Punic jersey. Um, I think Punic are going to win the league. I think they are too good. I think they if they do make it to European competition, I think they'll they'll balance it a lot better than they did last season. And if they don't make it to European competition, I think they will. I think they'll run away with it this year. Um, for my surprise package, I'm going to agree with you. I do think it's Beckma. I think the one thing with this team is the lack of consistency. Um, because of course it's the military club, it's the under 21 club. So they have a tenant, you know, they, they switch personnel literally every year. Uh, but this year there seems to be this general cohesion, I think uh, Geborg Darakjan is going to be their key player. He already has been so far this season. So I think Beckman is going to do really well. Um, And the team that I think is going to get relegated, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but I think it's going to be Adelaide Yerevan. I, I don't think they haven't made the right personnel changes. They still have a very old back line. They haven't made any signings that would make you think they would do a better job this season than they did last season, and they were very poor last season. I think they were just lucky that there were teams that were worse than them. Um, but I, I think uh, unless something dramatically changes very soon, uh, I think one of the most storied historic clubs in Armenian football is going to get relegated. Armen, That would be
0: very scary to see. That, that would be very scary to see.
1: That would be. Yeah, but I I mean, it makes sense because Ararat Yerevan has been kind of stale over the last decade, not even the last few years. Uh, they, they haven't made anything. They haven't done anything. They're just there. Uh, so I, I, it kind of makes sense. Uh, for league contenders, uh, I would say that the main, the, the favorite, uh, yeah, I don't know if Munich will make it to Europe. If they don't make it to European group stages, uh, which we're we'll probably be talking about soon, uh, I would say they're my favorites because they're the the most pro- prolific, professional, and best-playing team in Armenia by far, I would say. Uh, if they do make European competition group stages, I would have to go with that out of Armenia. yeah, because they usually do get cold feet, but um, their European run was more than decent, and we're going to be analyzing that too, but Uratu disappointed. Uh, uh, I would say they're going to be the surprise of the season for the worst. Uh, if you ask me about a good surprise, um, I don't like to say this. Uh, and I, I, hopefully it's a jinx, but I would have to say Alaska. They did a pretty decent in Europe too. Uh, they left, they got knocked off, uh, or knocked out, uh, with their heads up high, which is not usual for them. And most importantly, great signings from them, which is more the the, the most unusual things for them. Um, so they're gonna be my surprise this season. Who gonna get relegated? Probably Western Armenia. I'm gonna go with the safest bet there. Mm. Um, yeah, if it's not um, Ararat Yerevan, has gotta be Western Armenia. Yeah,
2: I think uh, I think that's a safe bet because they're. New,
1: they don't really know what's happening. Um, yeah, and unlike Shirak, they're not an established team uh, as a club. That's true. Shidak, uh, I would say Shirak has a same a similar squad, but Shirak is Shirak.
2: Yeah, Shirak is Shirak, and uh, Shirak's the team that I hope does starts doing well again. I mean, they're the only yeah, team always. in humanity. Uh, they're you know, it's it's some. We want to see that that you know divesting from having such a yerevan centric. Uh, uh, football. I think that's what was uh, extra disappointing about Lodi and Gonza Saracopan and and what happened to them. I think, you know, a little crappy. Uh, Well, that's it for the Armenian Premier League portion of this episode. We will be moving on to what's probably going to be a bulk of this episode, uh, which is Armenian clubs in UEFA European competition. Uh, We have had a number of games uh, to be played, but we will start first uh, with the UEFA Champions League, where FC Urardu uh, managed to n- not have the best representation uh, <laughs> in a UEFA competition. They first started in the Champions League uh, playing Jurinski Mostar. Uh, they had a home game, which uh, Chad and I were actually at. Um, it was a really, really fun time. Uh, here's a, here's a little picture that we're gonna share. You could see, look, it's me and shot ends. We're at the game, that's us. Uh, this was pre match, right? Or was this at halftime? Oh, this was at halftime, so I think people were going
0: up, yeah. There. it was half-time. so was, happy with well, yeah. the places I switched. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Uh, we we went to this game, uh, of course. Yo, great weather! It was it was great, yeah. it, was, it was hot. Um, and this was. Uh, which was final game for Urardu. We actually yeah. found out about an hour before kickoff. Yeah. Uh Chodin, so you could speak a little bit more about that one.
0: Yeah. Um, we found out on that day. It was his last home game. They told us. Um, uh, it's, it's tough to see him go. Uh, we're expecting for him to stay for another season. There he is. he, he gave a nice we, – we we gave a standing ovation for him. Uh, you could see the whole fans, they appreciate him. They love him. And he, he's doing well at Rumi Kazan. He scored a goal today. So, yeah, uh, they yeah. like him there as well.
2: <laughs> funny funny anecdote from that game. Uh, you see in the back of this video over here, this is Zyrinsky, most star away section. They had a good number of fans at, the, at this oh, yeah. game. And at one point, they all collectively took their shirts off <laughs> and lit and lit uh, and lit like smoke bomb things, and were like twirling their t-shirts around, and it was hilarious. It was a, it was a very, very, very good
1: time. Y M C A.
2: Yeah, very much Y M C A vibes. But um, switching back gears to be a little bit more serious uh, when it comes to this Urdu yeah. um, yeah. game, so their performance against Zirinsky, most mostar at home uh w- was hopeful i think that's that's the word that that we can use to describe yeah. it um especially
0: second half yeah as, yeah could the, say the per- second half was better
2: yeah second half was better though yeah. the yeah. the there were it's there wasn't a lack of creating chances there was just no finishing and i think yeah, zero when you, when you think early in the season you think okay like normal right like they have mm. this Difficulty finishing. And then Zrinski scored while Uraudu actually down to 10 men, right? There was a player being treated behind the goal uh, that was down injured. I can't remember who it was, but a player was injured. So they temporarily went down to 10 men. And that's when Zrinski scored their goal. Uh, it was off a corner kick, back post header, very poor defending. Uh, from our perspective, at least, where we were sitting right, right in midfield. Um, not that great. And then... So we're thinking, okay, not the best showing, not the worst showing. It's only 1-0. They can go ahead and they can do something from this, right? That That's what you're thinking. Uh, and then there is the away game. So, Amen, let's get your thoughts on that one, on on the second leg against Jurinski, where Uradu actually took a 3-2 win, uh, but
1: ended up losing the
2: tie overall.
1: Mm, uh, the, I was the second half of the second game, and... I saw what I was I was expecting more of the same. Uh to showed uh willingness. Uh the the good game that we know they can show that they can uh give, but again, uh they're not clinical. They they don't also most of the personnel and we focused on this a lot. Uh Bunko has changed most of the starting lineup uh compared to the lineup that uh took them to win the double the cup and the league uh to begin with and as a lot of people were asking, why do we say that Uratú, or most specifically a coach uh betrayed their principles and their cup philosophy is because uh Uratu has a very clear philosophy to promote firstly on the pitch it's they usually like to play short passing game uh, because of what i'm going to say uh, now uh they have a decade-long philosophy of uh spaniard coaches and dutch coaches at the academy level and they're very much academy centered academy focused and uh they promote a lot of their players to the first team, uh, to first-team football. And that's literally how they got to win the double, cup and league. And most of those players that won the double were benched uh, for the European games against Farul and Zernitsky before them. Um, and yeah, honestly, it's disappointing, uh, disheartening, uh, frustrating. I we really like Uratu, we love Uratu from FT and uh we hate to see this happen.
2: Yeah, I, I think one thing we hovered on was the lack of Armenian players in their starting lineup. Uh and, and having a more I think more frustratingly, having having better ones on the bench. Um like if you look at this lineup, this is for like two, um there was only one change made in this. Uh, from the first leg, and that was, I think, due to injury. I think Leon Sabao came on. I think whoever was injured in the first game, uh, the, it would also have had a ton of injury problems. I think we, we haven't even been, began to to talk about that. But um, having, you know, players like Mirzoyan and Osbilis who Osbilis not fit to play in 90 minutes, but uh, on the bench doesn't necessarily help you whenever you're trying to
1: control oh, sorry, not, uh got him yeah these the,
2: and these are good players and I think the problem isn't that they can't score goals because they clearly can they this they scored three goals in the second leg. the problem is that they can't hold don't it. know they don't know how to control the game they yeah. know how to score goals but they don't know how to control the game and that's mm. just their downfall their Kunko has been really um I would say What's the, what's the right word I can use? Naive, I think, when it comes to their defense. Their defense is not good. And he did not make any changes. And not making any changes and expecting a better result uh, is, is not going to help you. Um, the, granted, they did win this one 3-2, but they lost the tie overall because they lost on penalty kicks. Um, and it was a similar story if we talk about their their second set of matches Uh, so they lost to Zrinski 3 3 penalties. Then they moved down to the conference league because Mm. if you don't win your Champions League first round, you go down to conference league. That's it. And they came up against Farul Costanta, who is a Romanian club, Romanian champions, coached by Georgia Haji. Um, and this team read Gunko like a book. Um, again, Urardu had no problems scoring they scored four goals among from the two legs which usually that would be more than enough for a team to win right but, uh, but then they, concede? they conceded six um and again read of them like an open book gunko refused to make defensive changes that bit him in the butt in champions league uh and went ahead and bit him in the butt again and and the insane cool. thing about this and ottoman i'll i know you and Chaten to want to expand on this a little bit i'll Chaten's, i'll let you expand um, is that it was like we were watching the same exact game twice, which was Literally. crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they cannot hold the game. They were winning at some point. They were winning. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, yeah, you know, Urad was coming back, this and that. Then again, they just they just concede. They cannot. The backline has no proper structure. Yeah. And uh, another small insight. So they played this Thursday. Uh, against Faro Constanta here in Yerevan, wow. and before that they played on Monday, I think, or was it Sunday? Uh, they played Bukma, the game that I went to, which I was saying that when I went to the game Bukma was very good. That game, they mm. they, they had attacking problems. They were not so great at attack. osbilis was as a winger, as a midfielder. Was was more threatening than their strikers. I don't really remember a striker having a shot.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think, might be wrong. I maybe mean, one shot. Though. I think Maximenko was good overall. I think he he was he was solid. He only had two decent chances, and he scored both of them. I can, you cannot complain about him. But I think the 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 issue just comes from like you said. There's just this like they just they just forget how to defend that's that's what it feels like mm. um it feels like they just don't know what they're doing and the changes aren't being made quick enough in order to change the game um the entire second half it felt like Urardu completely abandoned what, what what worked for them in the first half uh yeah. and it just ended up being like a free for all um I'll just share the lineups from the second leg right now so we can take a look while Ottman shares his thoughts.
1: Armin? There you go. I'm, I'm looking at the lineups now. And you can see how the... I mean, it's the wrong lineup because the players are in the wrong order. But uh, you guys were mentioning about Urartunap Knowing how to defend anymore, uh, and well, for every defense, the first line of defense, and my self-appointed area specialty is the pivot, the defensive midfield position, whether it's one or two or a double pivot, uh, and what I do playing a three-four-three three or five-two-three. Uh, that took him to the, took them to the double or for the double, uh, was a double pivot, uh, with Iwo and Asarian, which Guibu and, and Narek neither of them played in Europe. They played the, all of the last season in uh, the Armenian Premier League and the, the Cup. They won both competitions. They sold one of them and benched the other. Uh that doesn't make sense. That that was stupid. That, that's how you start to get shaky when your defense is ran by people who don't know the team. You you start to concede every every game as they did. And they're they're also worse players, the ones that uh they brought in. This Michael's guy, no offense, but he's not fit. He's not as good as uh Evil and Nuttick.
2: Yeah. But
1: then I, again, it's about that identity. You gotta play players that you know are going to sweat for the
0: team. Yeah, and, and of basically course, to continue the, the double winning season, to continue it, within one and a half months, a lot of changes happen. I understand you you, you got to make changes, but an overflow of changes doesn't make sense. Exactly. Yeah, anyway. and, and
2: losing, you, could, you can attribute part of it to losing Iwu for sure. Um, because clearly we could see he's playing for Ruben Kazani, just scored a goal today. The guy's on. The guy's a monster. There's no stopping him. But um, again, I think there are the, you. You could clearly not only Champions League Ground one, but Conference League Ground two in these qualifiers. You could clearly see how Urardu could have easily won both of these ties, but instead they lost both, uh, and it would, came down to naivety in defense. Uh, I think that that's just the final, you know, final attribution. Uh, but there were a lot of other teams in the European competition, and Uradu is one of the few that are no longer in the European competition, as they crash out of the Conference League. Um, and yeah, wasn't a good look. Uh, next, we will talk about Ararat Armenia, the team that is coached by Vardan Minasian, of course, the former Armenian national team coach who got us to our what we consider to be best ever. Uh, qualification cycle for Euro 2012 when Armenia finished third after a very controversial loss to Ireland uh, away at the Aviva stadium. This was uh, the work of Vardhan Minasian. He is in charge of Ararat Armenia for his third time, right? It's like his second second or third stint. I think I can't even remember at this point, uh, but they had a pretty solid start, I would say to their European campaign Uh, They started the first round versus Ignatia, where there was a uh, one-all draw. And Chadens, you were at that game, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your thoughts on uh, on what was going on there?
0: Yeah. uh, A a lot of chances. Ignatia seemed threatening at some point. Uh, But Aradamina Amina was very good until... The last minutes, the Ignatia was putting effort and effort and effort nonstop. They really didn't hold it together. They could have avoided the last goal. They could have. It was the last chance. They just had to, you know, just, just hold that and, and, and get the win and go. But unfortunate. Uh, however, the next game, uh, uh, it was with penalties. 4-4. Both teams scored a lot of goals. Uh and then it went to penalties and it was very good that Ara Damina managed to get the win and move to the second round of the Uf- Europa Conference League.
2: Yeah, it's funny funny, funny enough, uh you were actually at that game and we have a great video that I'm gonna share right now uh from the stands that you took. Uh let's go ahead and prop yep. that up, get that let me get that ready. I'm gonna put the volume down. We're not gonna have that problem again. <laughs> let's see
0: window the funny part is when they when we when our armenia conceded and it was like Ugh. our our vlog is available on our channel yeah,
2: he, you can watch our vlog available go go subscribe um but you can see from a corner decent header
0: yeah it's pretty good it was Ale, Alemau, i think yeah uh, he captained the next round if i'm Fun, not wrong yeah. I
2: think. funnily enough like probably one of like the slowest uh shortest people on the pitch <laughs> but <laughs> scored but a goal. he
0: fights hard like he he, yeah. he can do things like i didn't expect him that uh, i didn't expect that much of him there are yeah. other players who aren't high quality but this guy is he's good he's a good player
2: funny and... story um after this game that night i was at a bar in yerevan with a bunch of people and um A buddy of mine who's also a very big, big football fan uh, noticed that two guys that were sitting at the bar happened to be Ignatia players. I think one of them was the starting right back, and the other one was a um, – I think he was a bench player. He wasn't a starter. And he struck up a conversation with these guys, and they were talking about how they were saying, oh, Adelaide wasn't even that good of a team. They got so lucky. That we only drew one-one, blah blah this and that, and I think it's hilarious that they were the ones that scored like a 97th-minute equalizer. Um, and of course, you know, as as they they went away uh, in Albania for that game, it was yeah. high-scoring and about and won on penalties. Which finally, a Vardy Minasian side wins on penalties. I think if you know the history behind that, you would know that they've lost twice on penalties in uh, Europa League playoffs. So. I'm sure mm-hmm. he's he's happy about that one. Uh, so, what was their grand prize for winning that game? It was a draw against Aris Thessaloniki, uh, a Greek Super League side who is very good. We love our Greeks. Um, and they didn't play that bad, man. Autodot Armenia actually played pretty good. The first game ended in a uh, one-all draw, and Autodot was actually surprisingly the better side.
0: were Aris fans were a bit... Uh, annoyed that they didn't play well. Uh, there was one who collaborated with the post for us. Uh, they were like they were disappointed in how they played. They they said there were zero. So, yeah. but Ararat Armenia was doing something.
2: Uh, so. Admin, what are your thoughts on Ararat Armenia's uh, second round tie? It was against so It was obviously never going to be easy. But
1: then, what do you think? It was it was hysterical. I mean, even though Ararat Armenia didn't make it through, it, they. Drew. they equalized uh, on the first draw of the game uh, of the, on the first leg and that was unexpected to say the least uh, contributed a lot for the coefficient and in my opinion it, it's historical because uh, tying against the Greek Super, uh, Greek Super League uh, side or team is always good but when it's a big five even better Obviously, Thessaloniki is a huge team um, with a lot of Armenian fans and in, uh, in, the, in the city and all, uh, my family, la, 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 et cetera, et cetera. That's a huge club. I mean, you, you look at the squad, uh, and you have players who have played World Cups, plural, uh, more than once. Matarita, then, uh, there was, uh, some other Latin American, um, Talent all around, uh, props to Warata Armenia. And on the second leg, they, I mean, we praise Artur Seropian all, all the time because we know how good he is. And he opened the score for the draw for the the, 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 the games uh, with an assist, a beautiful assist uh, in very much Artur Seropian style. And, well, that shows the professionalism of artists and their coaching staff uh, immediately after that, they started marking Seropian closely. A second game, they neutralized him with a double mark on him, and Ararat Arminiak, uh couldn't score. Uh, but even then in defense, they were great. I mean, only conceding once. Uh, I think it was in the second half. Uh, yeah. Pretty impressed yeah it was um it was it was
2: very good from them they were unfortunate that that second game was very tight um, it, it, it really looked like whoever was going to score the only goal in that game was going to be the one to win it uh, and, and oh. it just it was the case that audience did it
1: yeah and uh, I was mentioning this to you guys before the show um, former Hoffenheim uh, player Lucas Wolf. Former teammate of Saku Adamians currently at yeah. Aris that played against uh, Arat Armenia, uh, propped Arthur Seropian after exchanging sheets with him uh, and uh, restored Arthur and said something like, uh, Great player, top player, uh, best of luck in the future, very promising, etc. etc. It was, he sees it, man. He he sees, uh, uh, Seropian
0: for... was very good. He got the ball. There was one point he got the ball, he threw it in front, he was sprint it sprinted sprinted, sprinted. Yeah. it was he very fast and then I remember uh, I I remember how uh, number thirteen kept looking at him constantly just just kept doing this just so that he doesn't run behind <laughs> so he doesn't run behind him again and whatever and bro he is then he's the, and, he's and there was a he's a big threat. Yeah, I was saying this in the last episode. These kind of players are they're a threat. They, uh, Arthur Seropian, Van, uh, it's the exact same thing. He's a, he's a threat. And there was uh, a fellow coach sitting next to, next to me of an Armenian Premier League club, and he said the same thing. He said, like genuinely, the number thirteen is actually scared now. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Uh... Well, speaking of being scared, uh, if there's one team you should probably be scared to play in any competition ever, it's Alashkert. Not because they are good, but oh, because... I was
0: pointing to shirt.
2: No, no, no. It's because you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, Alashkert <laughs> were in the first round of the UEFA Europa Conference League, uh, and they played Arsenal Thibaut, uh, whom they demolished. Uh, <laughs> it was insane. The first game was a home one-all draw. Uh, which seems to be a theme here, right? Uh and the second game was a 6-1 win, which I believe may be the largest win uh in a European qualifying match of an Armenian club. Um I'm pretty sure about that since Armenian independence.
1: They maybe in you know, all of European competitions.
2: Yeah, maybe even in all of European competition. They just, you know, killed it. They have a ton of new signings on many can dive deep a little bit into that if you'd like
1: yeah sure i mean they signed a few players from uh from venezuela and ecuador uh and from good from good teams in those countries uh and let me give me a second before i analyze more of each uh one of their fronts was buying from the latin american market cheap and good and uh The other front was Portugal. They bought several um, Portuguese and Brazilians, uh, and um, this what country is this? Benin, I think. Bissau, Guinea-Bissau, from Portugal, Um, and not Portuguese second league or second tier. No, uh, we're talking about uh, first team, first league teams, first tier. We all, we know all about Agdon and Meneses from Marat Armenia, uh, a striker uh, that is on loan at Alashkert. He started to bang them in as soon as he joined and in Europe too. But uh, other players from Portugal joined. Uh, this guy Mimito, the, which in Spanish means uh, caress, little pet, uh, kind of like. a a sweet thing, a funny name, but the guy played in Académica in Portugal, in Portugal. And that's a class club, um, in Victoria Guimaraes, but not on first, uh, team for them, but still big. Um, I don't know, bro. They, I think they signed a few others from Victoria Guimaraes and everything. Uh, and, uh, from Deportivo Lara, I think in Portugal, in, in Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Deportivo Lara, uh, this uh, Venezuelan guy, uh, more than one. Uh, the signings were great. I mean, I got to give it to them. They don't usually do that. And uh, mm-hmm. they were decent in Europe. Uh, they got knocked off by armenian known Debrecen, or however that Hungarian club is pronounced. Uh, shout out to them and our homies at Hung- Hungarian Footy uh, and Hungarian scout. Uh, all Twitter accounts that love Armenian football uh, hope Debrecen make it through. Uh, but they're a big club even before being owned by Armenians, so you would uh, expect them. Um, I I don't think we should I don't I don't think we should discount the
2: fact that Alashkert actually went away too hungry and got a 2-1 result, which counted positively towards yep. Armenia's coefficient. co-efficient. Uh, they did lose in the shootout, as you could see here, that was it was an awful penalty shootout. I <laughs> highly recommend not watching it. Not- um, but the, it, they played so well and they won two one and they held on. And generally in in the two legs, I depression was was the better side. No no question about that. But Alashkid played really well. And if you were a listener of our show, you know that we don't praise this team, not if at all. all. Like not at all. But like this was one time that we could say like they they really played great, um, and they got us very very valuable coefficient points, uh, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Oh, um, well,
1: they also have signed a former Armenian I national team and Krylia Sovetov in Russia uh, left back, set up Krikorian. I really rate that guy. He was a little bit unlucky because of where he was born and all. Uh, also, Sako Shahinian, great player. I love that guy. Speaking of uh, players who were in Portugal, Sako Shahinian did Academy at the Sporting Braga, one of the biggest clubs in Portugal. And also unlucky, but the class is there.
2: Yeah. And moving on to our final European match, uh, European, not European club. Uh, it is, of course, FC Punic of Armenia. Uh, FC Punic started in the UF Europa Conference League round one against Navarra Trans, which is a team from Estonia. Uh, Punic is just going to find themselves traveling up north a lot. Yeah. (laughs) They really can't. They really can't get away with it. Um, That's a
1: good thing, though. That is a Uh,
2: very, very convincing first round from Punic, as I'll share uh, the lineups right here and the overall final score, you will see that Punic won 5-0 on aggregate, which is massive. Um, they looked comfortable. Uh, Harutian, uh, Harutunian played great. Dashan played great. Juricic played great. Um, Malakian played great. Uh, David Davidian, who came in in the second half, was a threat. Uh, and overall, very easy time. Uh, for the vice champions of Armenia, former champions, and, of course, uh, former debutants of the Conference League group stage, which they nearly made it out of if it wasn't for that that uh, last match against FC Basel where they only lost 2-3. Um, clearly, the Armenian side, that has a ton of quality, right? Uh, and they were rewarded uh, with their victory against the Estonian side by having to travel up north again, uh, in order to play Kalmar, FF, the side from Sweden. Um, Ottoman, let's get your thoughts a little bit because you love your Scandinavian football. Um, <laughs> pre, prior to this, this match starting, uh, when the draws were made, uh, it didn't seem that most people, yeah. 99.9% of people, I would say, did not yeah. think Punic even stood a chance. I will say that I have always said, and this is not just Uh, me saying it because they won, but this is just because I'm the optimist of the group. Um, uh, I thought Punic had a great chance uh, to make it through. I didn't think that much of Kalmar. um, And I think the pedigree of Punic in recent years. It um, shows. Yeah, it shows. And it warrants them. Honestly, I thought Punic was the favorites going into this, which is against what majority of people thought. Um, and that's just because Punic has the European experience. Punic has been winning, mm. um, and I mean, we were we were right. But uh, I'll I'll let you expand on it a little bit.
1: I was going fitty fitty on this one, uh, because everything you said is true. But at the same time, Kalmar plays all Svenskan, the Swedish for, uh, top tier, and that is a hell of a competition with uh, it it's just better than the a p o it's just one or two steps above um of different standards uh, fans salaries everything uh competitivity, but then again, yeah uh it was matched in my opinion. I was talking to Tito about this, and he was even more pessimistic than I am and I was, I would be more pessimistic than you are. Uh, he was always, uh, saying, "Oh no, I'm not, I don't know, man. I, I don't like this. Uh, I don't like playing teams from Sweden. And it was, he's right. I mean, uh, Sweden is a great football, uh, nation, but it was total domination. Hell that rhymed. That's beautiful. Uh, no, it, seriously, it was amazing to see Punic dominate in all Svenskan side. Uh, honestly, I would say also historical. This uh, draw beating a no Svenskan side, bro. That's the twenty-second ranked league in Europe. That's almost top twenty. Um, and Punic beat them twice, not just once. Uh, this. Uh, After armenia drawing against Thessaloniki uh, um, Alashkert beaten Debrecen uh, all crazy results for Armenian football and our coefficient
2: yeah I agree um,
0: they've got so good the- foreigners uh, Punic they, uh, they have they good foreign go- players and they everything. kept the same players they kept the same players they added some and they continued uh they continued their standard Punic uh, Punic philosophy, their their Punic uh, strategy into yeah. matches. Yeah. Uh, sorry, one sec.
2: Sorry to cut you off, Chaudens. I'll let you speak again in one moment. But if you are watching this episode live right now, go ahead and refresh the page. It came to my attention that live chat was actually turned off for some reason in the YouTube video. So if you go ahead and press refresh, and come back to the video, you should be able to start chatting in the live chat. Okay, back to you, ins.
0: No, it's finished, but now that you say that, uh, no, I was it like, why, they, why, is no <laughs> yeah, why is no one texting anything? It's like it's like 47 minutes into it. Like, no one's saying anything. I'm like, mm, something they're so suspicious. Into,
1: they're so into what we have to say, bro. They're listening very yeah, attentively.
2: My bad. I, that was my mistake. I, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, we love
0: no, interacting okay. with it was, people. Uh, and yeah. I, was,
2: I was getting sad, too. I'm like, oh, no one's talking. Uh, but, we're still okay. getting the
0: hang of this. It's like our second time we're doing this. And the last time we did it, it was like two months ago or something.
2: Yeah, uh, it, which was crazy. Uh, but yeah, speak, and we're of, busy. So Speaking of insane, um, let's go ahead and watch this uh, Punic goal right now. I have it up right here. Um, I think it was like it was like a freaking wild goal to watch. Uh, <laughs> so this was Artak Dashyan's goal. This was in like two. This was the goal that took Punic up three one. Insane man!
1: Like what a strike from our own half, bro! It's it went all over the internet.
2: Yeah, uh, 26,000 views. That's pretty crazy for a goal scored by an Armenian guy. And, that, uh, and
0: that's not the only one that was amazing this weekend. So,
2: Yeah, there was multiple, uh, which is a perfect segue, Chad, and thank you, into our next topic, which is Armenian players in European competition. We just talked about Armenian clubs
1: oh.
2: in the European competition. Now we will move on to Armenian players in the European competition. Uh Ahmed, we will start with you, your boy, Vahan Bichakshian, and Pogon Shejin, who started in the Conference League second round of qualifying against Linfield. How did our boy, Vahan, do?
1: (laughs) He scored another screamer, much like Ataktashian, in this case not from his own half, but mid-range, and what a curler it was. Do we have the video for it? If we don't look it up, you're going to do yourself a favor. It was a beauty. Another one, signature Baham beauty. I would say football, Gentron, Future Start, uh, copyright, shout out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they beat Pogon, of course. We're talking about Pogon Steddon. Uh, they beat, uh, Lenfield. Uh, there it is. I think where yeah. is, is it? Twitter? I don't know. Yeah uh to watch it go go online try to find it it's gonna be easy dm us if you can't find it uh they beat northern irish uh Linfield football club um as they were gonna and Vahan. uh i believe was the came off the bench on both games scoring that beautiful insanity of his on the second one um Everyone in Poland knows him by that already, and it's great to have that around. It's a great asset uh, for Armenian football to have someone known for that kind of things. Uh, unfortunately, for Bogon, they face Belgian Gent or Gent, 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 Gent with a T, as in Tom, at the end. Why are those two teams? Sound? Why do they sound all the same, bro? Is <laughs> Belgian, ben- Belgian Genk and yeah. Belgian Genk. Are Armenians in Holland and Belgium, please DM us the response to that. Uh, no rush after the show, whenever, if you listen to this. this uh, I've always wondered. But they're playing Ghent with a T, as in Tom. And much like last year, I don't know. Um, they had an easy first round, Bogan, of course, at which they did it easy peasy. And then they they had to face another uh, Northern European kind of trademark as this uh, Bruntby. and th- there was no game. Uh, Bruntby just took, did what they wanted with Bogan. I hope they learned from that, and I hope this this, this season is going to be different. We'll see. We'll see.
2: Yeah, um, next up. Chodence, we'll take it to you. Tigran Barcerian play is playing in the UEFA Champions Qualifiers with Slovan Bratislava. And they had, so far, a pretty successful campaign, starting off with a win uh, versus Swift uh, in 3-1, fairly comfortable. And then they played Zyrinsky-Mostar, the team that Uradu lost to. So if Uradu had won, they would have played Slovan. Uh, they, they beat Zyrinsky 3-2. And now they look to face Maccabi Haifa of Israel. Uh, just... Your thoughts on Barcagan's performance and Slovan?
0: I didn't see too much of uh, uh, Tikran Barcagan. However, I'm aware that he played... uh, He started a few games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty good wins. Good wins. Good results. Uh, Now, Maccabi Haifa is is not easy. Uh, For years, they're always into Europe, you know, going going forward constantly uh a few times they played against Cypriot teams from what I, what I remember obviously the squad changes and such however this if 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 they pull it off they go to champions league playoffs which secures the europa league playoffs so hopefully we'll see Barcelonan in one of the two uh competitions elite, the highest level competitions
2: Something we actually forgot to mention, which was brought up here by the Match Minute. Thank you for this. Um, talking about Bodo, yeah. uh, Bodo Glint, who is actually the team that Punic will be facing.
1: I'm so excited about one. that one.
2: Uh, Ottoman, then there you go. Take the reins, buddy.
1: Bro, I love this team. I mean, uh, uh, I'm a pull uh, uh, – was it uh, Evra? I love this team, bro. They are a team I've been obsessed with, uh, even more so than Midtjylland from Denmark. Bodoglimp from Norway is sensational. They made so many stars over the last few years. And having them play in Armenia, of course, with a different squad, because they sold half of the talents that made them a uh, European sensation, but still... They're going to be flying into Armenia and play the next round. Also favorites, again, this time unilaterally and objectively, unlike with Kalmar, this time Punic won't be favorites uh, by all accounts. But um, experience shows that Punic can cause an upset, more or one or two and more than one whenever they want. They have what it takes. Uh, I'm looking, I'm scrolling through the, the bottom limb squad, and I'm so happy. Uh, you have Federino, uh, Grumbick, uh, Espio, Runa Espio, they love that guy. Uh, they sold like three or four of those starters, kept another four or five, six. Uh, and, interesting fact, um, one of Gabor Kazarian's best friends is, kind of, it, it, it is a player at uh, Bodo. We're talking about also, Norwegian in a way, Omar El Abdelawi, and uh, from Olympiakos, his time with Gervor Kazarian. And he's still playing football, and he will start off the right back for Bodo. It would be very interesting to see him and the entire squad in Armenia. But Scandinavian clubs have, or I should say, Northern Sea clubs have been great for punic so far especially because it's summer and the weather is a huge factor yeah why uh, um, because they're not used to armenian summer whereas armenians can play in scandinavian summer but the the biggest thing i
2: think that people point out when it comes to Bodo
1: specifically is the fact that
2: their home pitch is turf which is well people oh. attribute that to be the main reason as to why Big clubs come to, uh, to to Bodo and lose uh, because they're not used to playing on artificial playing on turf. Order. Crazy, um, but here's a comment from Andrew who says, "Just like how Zelarayan and Dashan have aged like fine wine, got to give a shout out to Artak Grigorian. We all know he has his limits, but his leadership and play I've seen so far will help Punic a lot versus Bodo." Um, I have to agree, man. I think, you know, we're very big fans of Artak Grigorian on this show. Uh, We loved his time with the national team. Uh, Of course, you know, we had to move on from him, from the national team. But I think he, like you said, a very good leadership-like signing and a very good experience signing for Punic because they have the ability to rotate. Uh, They have Malakian, they have Dashian, they have Harutunian, uh, and they have Artak Grigorian. So, four Armenians that can play that central midfield role, um, that can ball control type role. So, uh, and like you said, Zelarion, of course, and Dasyan, both long shot specialists. Um, Zelarion may be more famed for it, but Dashan, that guy just, man, as you saw previously, we showed that goal. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Um, moving on to a club that has a couple of Armenian players on it. Uh, I am, of course, talking about Astana, which is our favorite club in Kazakhstan, which is my favorite country in the world. Um, (laughs) I see John starts starts to laugh when I say that. Um, Not the best start for Astana and uh, Kamal Vanessian, our GOAT. They had a win versus Dinamo Tbilisi of Georgia, 3-1, 3 1, our lovely neighbors to the north. And then they lost to Dinamo Zagreb. See, they can't, just like how Punic can't avoid uh, play, teams in the north, uh, Astana just keeps playing Dinamos. Uh, and Dinamo Zagreb humbled them 6 0. Now they play Ludo Goretz, which regrettably is not a Dinamo side. Um, if their name was Dinamo Ludo Goretz, that would have been even better. Uh, but I think the more urgent. Portion of this is that Vazdar Haroyan did not make an appearance in these matches, nor did he make an appearance on the bench. Um, what does that mean for his career? Is he injured? That's what we yeah, heard. It was um, injured, yeah. So which makes sense. And...
0: Uh, his his age is, yeah. You
2: know. Yeah, and a good good point pointing out from here, uh, Grigor Babayan is an Armenian that actually coaches Astana, um, so. Decent Armenian coaches have brought him and Michel Der Zakarian, who we'll talk about in a little bit, because Hurant did some wonders on his on his Montpellier team today. Um, not looking that great for them. I mean, Astana can, of course, now that they're in the Europa League, they can they're guaranteed Conference League playoffs at minimum. Uh, whether or not they make it, who knows? Um, do we want Kamo playing in Europe? No because <laughs> that just means more people will be like Kamo needs to play for the national team which
1: oh my god I haven't thought of that
2: yeah so the, the I honestly like you know, this is the only time we'll ever tell you it's probably better if they don't make it Because, um, and funnily enough actually the game that they lost 4-0 against Dinamo Zagreb Kamo was playing left back <laughs> which is like a meme at this point um But on more positive notes, Stjopan Mokracjan, who was recently loaned down to Croatian team Osijek, has been playing in the Conference League. They started in the second round, and our boys started in both matches uh, in the UEFA Europa Conference League, and they came up 3-1 winners against, I cannot pronounce this team's name for the life of me, so I'm (laughs) sorry. Uh, Do you want to take a shot at it, Armin, before
0: laughing at me?
1: Well, why not? (laughs) Zalamander, Zalag,
0: Zalagurz,
2: Zalagurz, Zalagurz, Yeah, I'm pretty sure we we just totally butchered that name, but um, it, it's it's good to see. Zalagurz, yeah, Zala it's, it's yeah, it's gotta
1: anyway.
2: be that one. Um, it's good to see these coaches putting some faith in Stepa Mirkican, considering in his first game for the club he gave away a penalty off the bench, <laughs> which which sucks. Uh, And in in their second league game, uh, they had this crazy 4-3 comeback, but he was subbed off at halftime. Uh, But he did play 180 minutes in the conference league, and he looked much better uh, from what people were telling us. uh, And one clean
0: sheet.
1: And one clean sheet. Yeah, there you go. So, so far. I mean, this is what Stiopa has. It's very simple. He was never coached properly uh so he makes some rookie mistakes but the raw talent is there when you see him take the ball and play and and start passing from the back his ball control dribbling passing is not that of a center back you would think that the guy is a midfielder or something um and his tackling is great he just needs to improve his uh, va his positioning i would say a little bit, and that comes with coaching he's a raw diamond and Ossia coaching staff clearly saw that
2: yeah and and it's something that we've been saying a lot like he is like you said uh a di- he's a rough diamond and he, unfortunately for him in his career he has not had the best coaches uh but i it seems that finally here he, here he is our 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 beautiful boy, being presented uh, with the kit of his new club.
1: I love that stadium, though.
2: Yeah, the stadium is cool. I like this the seat coloring. It's like blue flame kind of. Um, beautiful.
1: But I think it's good.
2: Um, I think it's good for him. I think he's going to finally get that good coaching he's been missing. It, they're going to have to be very patient with him, and, and it seems like they are. And as long as he's getting minutes, I think we're happy. Um, but it, a thought kind yeah. of occurred to me, which was a crazy thought, which is, Adada Armenia who just got knocked out of European competition deemed him not to be good enough for their squad apparently right cuz he was training with with Beckma um they loaned him oh. out last season but then he comes into this Croatian side which you could argue probably better than Adada Armenia right and
1: definitely better than Adada Armenia and,
2: and and gets straight into the starting lineup and plays in European competition and they're into the third round so, kind of a kind of a that a crazy um mental gymnastics that Armenian clubs go through sometimes. They
1: did the same to Shahoyan, by the way, last season.
2: They did, they did the same to Shahoyan that season. And an interesting comment here by the match minute who we are actually gonna talk about Shahoyan right now. So, very timely comment from you. Uh, Shahoyan needs to go to Punic. Um, I don't know, man, he might have to because. Th- CSK Sofia uh crashed out of the Conference League. They got their asses kicked 4-0. They he came on, I think he didn't play a minute, not even a minute in the first leg when they lost 2-0. In the second leg after they were already down 2-0, he came off the bench to play 15 minutes. Yet to feature in the league this season. Um their manager got fired. Uh what this kid, I don't know. Is he unlucky? Does he not train hard? I mean, what do you guys think? Let me open this up to you guys.
1: Good question. I don't know about last season. If uh, we take last season as any kind of indicator, uh, also at CSK Sofia, um, I would take a second season like that where he doesn't start all that often at the beginning, but increasingly as the season. Uh, progresses. He starts getting more and more minutes, and ends up being a starter by the end of the season. I would take that. Uh, the Bulgarian season, the the, the Bulgarian championship, if, even if they don't play Europe, it is better than the Armenian uh, league for now. And not uh. that, but by that much. But it is. It has some big names in European football, like the per, per se CSK Sofia and Ludo So it's. Very interesting to have them have him there, and most importantly, because there are more European eyes on it, more with a top ten league guys on the the Bulgarian league. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, which would be great if he was actually playing, but it doesn't yeah. seem that there's... We will a
0: get back to it. it makes sense coach, what is saying.
2: Old coach, sense. new coach. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be making much of a difference. I don't know. He's I mean, it, it, they,
1: um, they, no, they
2: gave but him he the impressed-
1: Yeah, then took it away. But he impressed, look, he impressed uh, coaches and fans by the end of last season. He will do it again. But as per training goes, I don't know about that. I don't know if he doesn't train hard enough, if he is always this irregular by nature. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That would be something that his inner circle would know. But he has some great agents, so there has to be something they see in him aside from the obvious talent
2: yeah i mean clearly he's talented but now we have uh, a a player that we um that we rave about very regularly Arthur Serupian, who seems to have overtaken him at, at this point right i mean granted he's still Big playing he, he's still playing domestically which that could change by the end of the transfer window um yeah. be- because we know that you know, he's clearly a very talented player and as you as you previously mentioned people are noticing his talent and i'm sure I'm sure his really great performance against the didn't go unnoticed, uh, and I'm sure his good performances previously haven't gone unnoticed. And, of course, he is a national team player. Granted, he comes off the bench, but um, I think looking like he's miles ahead right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, his work rate, his uh, the kind of player he is, because Shaoyan is a more dribbling uh, kind of joga bonito that likes to take players one-on-one and maybe push things a little bit too far sometimes and with the flair and the elegance kind of Neymar type of thing, but set up is a full player. He, he is all that when it comes to dribbling as well. He's dribbling is crazy, bro. It sometimes it seems as if the ball is just glued to his feet. Uh, but then again, he's not as selfish. He passes earlier. He passes and runs his tactic, uh, technical and tactical awareness he's just as technical, maybe not as much as jido Saroyan, but his tactical awareness his i q his football i q is amazing add that to the fact that the ball is freaking glued to his feet you have a and he's physically big too now, like he's getting buff, he has stamina, he's a very complete player and uh the next guy to take Armenia to the next level, I would say. Well, that's a good place to end it. And we will
2: move on to our next topic, which is the preseason roundup. Preseason is in full swing. Uh, There are clubs playing in preseason friendly matches, European qualifiers. We'll just all count this as preseason. And we are going to be talking about a couple of players um, that we just wanted to highlight how they're doing so far in their preseason. And first, we will start with Grant Leon-Ranos, of course, who signed for free to Borussia Mönchengladbach. And he has started his preseason off not that bad. Um, He scored his first goal against a uh, Bundesliga 2 side. Uh, He was playing with what people would consider to be the under 23. Uh, It did have a few starters. uh, But then today, he surprisingly started against Montpellier in their final friendly before their DFB Pokal uh, match next weekend. And what did Houdon do? He did what he does best. You already have
0: a DFB-Pokal next week.
2: Yeah, DFB already starts next week, the the Cup. So, mm-hmm. Horant went ahead and scored his second goal of the preseason campaign. Uh, this was against Michel Der Zakarian's Montpellier side, coach, Armin and Coach. And I watched the the 60 minutes that Horant played in this game. And I think he played excellently. As you can see, he picks up the ball here. One touch, two touch, three touch, sets himself up into the top right corner. I mean, if you're a, a Borussia fan, if you're a BMG fan, you should be very excited right now. Because I I think people aren't understanding, people 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 don't get it yet that this guy is going to be that player for them this season. A lot of Borussia fans don't understand Ranos clearly. They see him as the backup striker. I've seen that a lot. I've seen that term used a lot. Backup striker, backup striker, backup striker. Um, they just
1: haven't seen enough of him yet.
2: Yeah, they haven't seen enough of him yet. What they don't know is, no, he's going to be your striker. <laughs> and He's going to score a lot of goals. Um, I'll open this floor up to you guys. Thoughts on Hudon's preseason so far?
1: He, he did what we know he could do. Sober. A little more sober because... He uh, came out with a bang at every national team camp. But uh, as I said, uh, he's not getting enough minutes just yet because it's preseason. There's a lot of players on show uh, for Uh And honestly, probably realistically, he's not going to start right off the bat every game for them. He might start with a Pokal game. Why not? Next week, uh, the the lesser important Bundesliga games, and he will gradually earn his place in the starting lineup. He will definitely be the starter next season, that's for sure. Will he achieve that earlier than that? And even this season could be. He's more than good enough. Yeah, we know he's more than good enough.
0: If they they looked at him and they said, let's see what Ronald can do, and they have a checklist, And he's gonna pass all these tests in this in the matches that he's playing for preseason. Personally, I think if if that list existed, eight out of ten, it would have been he passed. Oh yeah, he has he has everything. Yeah. So, I also think he's got a very good chance of starting next week. Very. He's a very
1: complete player.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. uh, there was a couple of moments in this game. Uh, actually, one right in like the opening minute of the game, where he got the ball in the top of the box, and and so like, uh, like a kind of cone shaped space opened up for him, and he had uh, another player making a run centrally, and he had the space to take a shot with the outside of his foot or with his laces, a type of shot that you would expect on to score. Um, but he opted to pass the ball instead, um, and he got the ball got through, but the the, the the other four didn't get the shot off in time, um, and he also had this one crazy play where he was like recovered the ball, and then he was really really good in build up play. I think there was only minor frustration from some Borussia fans on Twitter with him that he did, They weren't happy with his decision making, but I think those are people that just don't understand football. Because at the end of the day, he's a center forward, and you want him to score goals, and he's doing that.
0: Even that it makes sense. He's he's young. He like he needs to play to understand what's right, what's wrong. He needs he needs to make those yeah. mistakes to understand. You can understand. exactly like it's for, wrong decision would be very like critical stuff. Yeah. Like for example, he has a pass next to him. He decides to pass it all the way forward, make a complex pass. That's wrong decision. You
2: know? But I mean, that's the thing. Those aren't the type of things he does. He's exactly. Just, he's just not. He's not a selfish player. No. He, not he, at all. He, not at all. And and they.
0: Yeah, what he so, did against Cyprus,
2: exactly. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that because the I was watching it on ESPN Plus, so there was English commentary, and the English commentator on like four separate occasions mentioned how has scored four goals for the national team in three appearances, Bro, which made me really happy. Um, he,
1: this is no joke. This is a fact. He is the player with the most. Uh, goals scored internationally at senior level for the na- senior national team in all of Borussia Mönchengladbach's squad. Even before they sold Turam uh, and uh, Like yeah. Even then, Jonas Hoffmann, in all of his years of E-Mannschaft, has four goals, just like Hrant. In half a season, in like one semester.
2: Yeah, and and yeah, and people were like, I remember when he when he scored the two against Cyprus. A lot of the um, the people on the Bayern Munich subreddit, which I'm a member of because I'm a huge Bayern fan, um, were not impressed. They're like, "Oh, it's just Cyprus. It's just Cyprus." That's what they were saying, and it's like it that just shows stupid. it just shows you how how stupid some football fans can be. That they are like he and all so many things. He's not good enough. He's not good enough for the first team. He's not good enough. Not only is he not good enough for the Bayern first team, many people were saying he's not good enough for for Bundesliga football. That's what they were saying. He's not good enough. And then this guy goes, scores two goals in the preseason, signs with uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, is scoring with the first team, uh, makes his international debut, scores two goals, makes his competitive international debut, scores a brace, including, in my opinion, the best goal scored by the Armenian national team ever. That's my opinion. His his uh, second goal against Wales. Um, like, he, I think, in my opinion, he is going to be the player that suddenly is going to explode in mainstream I can, football. Yeah. I think I we... Yeah, I think Sperzian is like the player that we all know is going to be, in our eyes, probably the best Armenian player. But I think in terms of like global football recognition, I think Ranos is going to be the one. I Could think be. people are going to know his name just as much as Henrik's name by the end of his career.
1: let's touch That's on... A little... Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Let's, let's, on wood. Yeah. let's move on. Let's not say some things, you know, uh, you know. but let's stay in Germany.
0: Yeah, That's we got to stay in Germany because uh, our friend, our tactical thinking high IQ player adamian has scored two goals or also yeah which is pretty good cuz the guy unfortunately had an injury uh some personal issues and everything and now he's back and we're hyping him up
2: yeah uh as this is yeah. your guy adamian i mean i think we've we've talked about it we we're saying you know he's a player that could be so key uh, for the national team because, you know, you we have a player in the Bundesliga. Now we have two, which is amazing. Um, maybe potentially three. Uh, but you, he's a player that you just cannot ignore. And I think a lot of Armenians don't are frustrated with him because he doesn't score enough. But people like us, we get it, right, Anaman, We understand the value that someone like adamian brings.
1: Yeah, I mean, the bashing him for not scoring is simply not understand the game uh it's like playing fifa and basing your knowledge on football on fifa or pro evolution soccer or whatever the g- video games are called these days uh it's just not the game itself uh the work not just the work rate but the tactical awareness so as we were mentioning when talking about Seropian earlier sakwa adamin has a tactical awareness that i would say one of the best tactical awareness, uh, or the most highest tactical awareness players uh, Armenia can get, uh, along with uh, Celarayan and and Spezian. Sako has to be up there. Um, like he makes runs without the ball, and he even like as decoys, he will probably not even touch the ball on that play. But thanks to him, the play opens up. And that's the kind of thing people don't see. Uh, very excited to see him getting more fitness, more games again, after more than a year having some personal personal family issues. Uh, we always wish him the best, and we everything, everything seems smooth. So hopefully they stay that way. And it's translating into uh, stats already, so shout out to Kohn uh, Ar- city, field where Armenians, uh, hopefully, Sako can give Kirin what they deserve one of yeah. the most popular clubs in Germany, to the most popular club in Germany, by the way. Uh, we can't uh, super excited about Bundesliga this season, yes.
2: Uh, moving on to Lucas Zalrayana, formerly of the Columbus crew, now oh. of al-, al-, al Fata, or as Al-Fatush, as uh, Charles likes to call them. Uh, sure yeah, he, of course, uh, was an idol in Columbus, Ohio, in the MLS. Uh, he was MVP, led them to the championship. He was considered to be one of the best MLS players ever. And he made a shock move uh, to the Saudi league, which is insane because, you know... It's been this thing coming out of world football of the Saudi league throwing so much money and not only old players, but young, younger players. Uh, Kessie just left to go to Saudi Arabia. Christian Ronaldo is, of course, there. Um, a lot of there. There's news of, um, of, of just so many players being linked to Saudi clubs because they're throwing ungodly sums of money. B.J.
1: Um, Collins.
2: Yeah. And you know what? Good for him. Get Get your bag. Make your money. He's much closer to the national team, so much closer to Armenia. Very short flight from Saudi Arabia. So all, all power to him, man. And I'm just looking forward to <laughs> seeing him be fit and healthy in September.
1: Can we play All I Do Is Win or, I don't know, some make Copyright, it rain type of right. music?
0: We can. We can. That. <laughs> well, that would have been the perfect moment.
2: Uh, oof, I mean, we still have a lot to cover, and we've already been live for a while. So we're just going to swiftly move on. To our next topic. And uh, sorry, let's address this comment really, really quickly. Astana considering Melikiana as coach. You guys no. think he would go? That's a um, no. hard pass. I no. don't think he would leave. I don't think he leaves like, Um
0: Thank you for asking, Leonardo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's a, it's
1: a capital letter no, like a capital. Uh, capital N. No, no, no.
2: Uh, well, moving on to the Russian Premier League, where we have a number of Armenian players playing in there right now. Um, number of Armenian players, number of Armenian national team players, a number of potential Armenian national team players. Uh, but we will start by highlighting a few of them, starting with Uguchugu Iwu, uh, the who we mentioned previously, had left Uraudu for, we have not said this before, a record Armenian Premier League record transfer fee of 1 million euros. He is officially the most expensive player to ever be sold from an Armenian club abroad. Uh, And he just scored his first goal for Ruben Kazan today. Uh, It was a pretty nice goal from outside the box. I'm going to see if I could find it really quickly. Um, But he settled in very quickly. Uh, Statistically speaking, if I'm not mistaken. One of the best. uh, uh, He's been one of, he's been, if not top, top two or three statistically rated players uh, in every single game he's played so far for Ruben Kazan, which is crazy. Uh, but we'll let's go ahead and show, show him what our boy is made of. Uh, so he's settling in very quickly. Unfortunately, Ruben doesn't seem to be that good of a team right now. Um, I think maybe they're a couple of signings away from being able to do something good. But Iwu is just holding it down in the midfield. Uh, obviously, we would have preferred he gone to a Western European side, um, but, you know, can't always can't always get what you want. But as long as he's fit, and he is technically playing at a higher level, um, could would yeah. have gone into yeah. European competition if he was included? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Is he going to be better off in the long run playing in Russia? Maybe. Uh, it's, it's Only time will tell. But I think just having that step up, uh, is going to ben- is only going to benefit exactly. the yeah. national team. So
1: and it's only a 3-year deal.
2: Yeah. And it could he could easily go somewhere elsewhere. Um next up Naya Tiknizian. I I I mean the man of the hour. Two goals in 3 RPL games, 7 goals and one assist over his last 10 matches. Um updated today he didn't score today. Uh, Locomotive lost to CSK yeah. 4-1. Uh, but he not only scored with the national team against Latvia, he assisted Lucas Zellerion in the opening goal, uh,
0: or the equalizer, oh, the I should rather say. He scored two goals in three, and one cup, I think, right? One and one cup, cup
2: game. game, yeah. So he's been—he came off the oh. bench and scored in the in the cup. Um, now there have been rumors circulating. I think we'll just intertwine these uh, these rumors section. Yeah. Of, Why not? Werder Bremen and Real Sociedad are reportedly interested in the services of Naev Uh, even going as far as to submit an improved 4 million euro offer.
1: Uh, they to... have to take it.
2: All right. Well, let's talk about it.
1: Go for it, Anand. Your thoughts. They have to take it. I mean, uh, OK, here's the situation breakdown he he was purchased by Locomotive Moscow from CSKA. He's Academy Club at five million uh, euros, right? Uh, so that's uh, what ideally locomotive initially, at least from like from the get-go, that's their asking price. Five million. Werder uh, Bremen offered 2.2 million uh, 0.2 million initially mm. like uh, two weeks ago. Which was outright rejected logically. I mean, the initial bids are always lowballing, even without the current political situation. That's how you open a negotiation. Uh, rejected naturally. The thing is, they keep lowballing because it's Russia and the current geopolitical situation. And now they're offering an improved, much improved, in my opinion, 4 million uh, euro offer, uh, which lit like, let's be real here uh, before we jump on into Real Sociedad and other clubs interested, uh, a 4 million offer second offer would like, I I'll, I have to agree with most people will be rejected. Well, but according like,
2: to the match minutes over <laughs> here in our comment section,
1: they rejected it. They rejected it as they would, but the reports Like that's what was being said that it was going to get rejected naturally, logically but a locomotive remain open to negotiations and with that in mind with that openness that willingness to renegotiate and submit a counteroffer we are just being realistic we're not uh, starting a rumor or anything we're just looking at the facts the fact is that 4 million offer was rejected as well yet locomotive remain open and willing to sell them and uh, therefore a counter offer by locomotive wouldn't be out of the question and we think from fk right logically speaking always reasonably um if you're open you submit a counter offer the last one was 4 mil so like ask 4.5 plus add-ons, plus extras that would virtually cover that $5 million uh, price you paid for him. And it's literally, come on, realistically, the best you're going to get, the most amount of money flow you're going to get into the club for the next two years, one year and a half, half. realistically, you're not going to get that much money aside from that. So they should take it but time will tell. Uh, they remain open, negotiations are ongoing, and Real Sociedad from Spain is reportedly still interested um, to lesser extent than Verde, and now lesser extent than Real Sociedad. Uh, we're sounding Wolfsburg with David Olic. You, you can take that one, Adam, if you want. Uh, uh, also Valencia from Spain. Also from Italy, uh, Bologna, and Empoli. But is, it, it just yeah, comes it, down to who's it, it willing to
2: pay the 5.5. 5. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. No
1: one. But well, they can not find, no one, no, bro. They, no one will ever, as, as things stand,
0: uh, no one will pay. Getting loaned out is not needed, by the way, for the comment. N- it's, there's no reason for them to get loaned out. Yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll address no. that after Autumn. After
1: Autumn yeah. Is done. yeah. The uh, because that has to be addressed as well. It's a very uh, brought up alternative. So we will. But to answer your thing, Autumn, no. No one will pay what uh, Russian clubs ask. Everyone will lowball, and an agreement will have to be found. Local remain interested and remain open because they're smart. They know they should sell, which. me is a positive if they don't sell him now they definitely will in six months uh
2: the match minute is asking why don't they loan like a loan by option well the loans don't benefit the russian clubs that's why they won't accept the loan um and if the and if the parent and if the other club is going to pay the parent club a loan fee which is usually what happens when you loan out a player um they might there's no difference if you're looking at optics um you're still giving money to a Russian club, which seems to be the global issue uh, that, that we're kind of facing today. Uh, but German teams don't seem to have an issue with it. Uh, but again, it just doesn't – it does not benefit Lokomotiv to let go of one of their best players uh, for zero uh, for the whole season. They just – they will lose a player. Um,
0: yeah. Which is the same case with Spreadstone, which we're going to jump into that. Uh well, before before the transfer, spetsyan in the Russian Premier League, he's he's captaining, of course. He's got a goal and as an assist and well pre-assist, which is something that we take into consideration because you know the style of play in three RPL games, uh, cup game he was unfortunate. He got a red card. Uh, I personally did not see how he got it, but I, I saw that he got it. I, obviously, we talk and uh, unfortunate. Uh, a very good thing that happened uh, uh, yesterday's game, yeah, I think it was yesterday, the, he got a standing ovation. Uh, they respect him, obviously. The fans appreciate him. Uh, so, we don't know if that's a sign of his transfer uh, to Ajax. Uh, it's pretty complicated situation. Uh, there are... Uh, there's a management issues. Uh, Armin and Aram more know about that. They can explain further. But... Uh, the thing is, it, it's annoying how the players are kind of trapped in the Russian, uh, in the Russian league, uh, even though there are some other players who are getting sold uh, and going to other top 10 division teams. Uh, and these players are Armenian. They deserve to go as well. And statistically speaking, uh, they've got more, uh, they've, they look better. And performance wise, the scout analyst can tell you. Uh, you can go and look it up, whoever you are, your scout, your scout, your whoever you are, if you're watching this, you can go open Y Scout and look at these players that we have, these Armenians, and see what kind of offer you're getting. They're very good. We're not agents, we're not trying to sell them. However, they are quality players and they're unfortunate in their situation.
2: Oh, here's a great update that we're getting kind of live, but. According to Match TV, locomotive sporting director confirmed negotiations with Weirder Bremen, but mentioned that there is no agreement on the amount yet. So, still very much, very much alive. Um, but as you're pointing out, uh, Chad, and and I'm gonna, and this is something I kind of want to expand on. I've I've always been of the opinion, and I'm fairly certain I have. Um, I've expressed this in previous episodes uh very early on i think in in football gencron um leaving russia has never been easy and players that tend to move to russian clubs don't tend to make the jump to better leagues actually it's extremely rare that a player leaves the russian league directly and goes to a much better league and team uh it's happened very rarely now You can argue Kavara, but Kavara didn't do it directly. Kavara was playing the RPL. He went back to Georgia, and then he made the jump to Napoli. Pre the war with Ukraine, even before the war with Ukraine, there seemed to be this kind of weird disconnect uh, between Western European clubs and Russian clubs because for some reason... Despite the Russian League being considered a, a very good league, it is the UEFA top 15 league, um, constantly playing in Champions League competitions, right? Spartak Moscow, CSK, uh Zenit St. Petersburg, these guys were playing in Champions League very regularly. Um, for some reason, the players were never able to make that jump. And I think the current situation only makes it worse. Um, but like I said, at the end of the day, man, money talks and if, if these teams really want these players, they're going to have to pay for it. Um, but the reality of the situation is that, as Ottoman said, they're just going to lowball because they know that they can. Um, wh- whether or not these teams you know need the money, we don't know. We don't know what their financial situations look like. Um, but, yeah. Moving on, I think, to our final topic of the day. Edward Sperzian, our boy. Uh, We, man, this has been a saga. Armin, I'll start with you on your thoughts about this. Um, And then we have a little comment here from the matchman saying, as a Dutch person, I don't understand why the RVC accept it and later rejects it. Um, Armin, we we got a little bit more details earlier today about this comment specifically, about this Edward Sperzian situation. Um, And everything is pointing to the fact that the clubs have agreed on a fee. That's what it sounds like. And it sounds like Spezian has already agreed to personal terms. Um, But now, according to the Telegraph, uh, the RVC, which is um, the managing committee of Ajax, has retracted supposedly um, their green light of purchasing Spezian from Krasnodar. Can you expand on this one a little bit because there seems to be a little a few more layers here uh, that aren't really being discussed.
1: Can I cuss?
2: Uh yeah, I mean do whatever you want. Man.
1: <laughs> it is it is a shit storm what's happening. Like there is you said it so many layers, so many over uh, sub what who said what uh, did they did they not um, and now we we know this because of IX funds uh, facilitated this to us. Um, the Telegraph is on a apparently infamous by now uh, slander campaign. One of those classic media slander campaigns we know so much about as Armenians. IX uh, fans seem to be uh, convinced that IX is going through the same because The Telegraph uh has this um journalist uh, working for them Mike verve used oh. to get an info from Ajax, and now he doesn't anymore for some reasons we don't know and now they are angry at that and they they've been the main um opposers to this persian signing and if this is true that the players commission has retracted their own support in green light, then it would be questionable on whether or not they are spreading this as fake news or not because they want i x fans to blame i x board for retracting and going back on their own words uh because of this r c v or r s v whatever pressure. Um, Honestly, at this point, it's getting exhausting. Uh, The facts remain that Edo wants to leave. Edo wants to go. Despite he loves uh, Krasnodar and he's a a fan uh, because he was born and raised there, uh, he wants to play in Europe. He wants to be at the level we know he can and Ajax is a great... St- in a way, it is a stepping stone before going to Manchester City or Inter or the UEFA Champions League fighting clubs that were interested in him but cannot buy him from Russia. Ajax is the perfect place for him, and he fits this play star. Um, there is so much... Uh, that is a fact. The fact is that Ajax sporting director Sven Mislintat uh, once. Uh, Edo and is the one uh, pushing for the transfer uh, the fact is that the coaching staff is on board the fact is that ix fans want that as well so will the ix actual board the directors follow what their coaching staff sporting manager and fans want, want or will they succumb to empty political pressure
2: i i will say there is a vocal minority that i've seen specifically on the iax amsterdam subreddit um of people who are staunchly against this transfer purely because they don't want to have anything to do with a russian club that's period it doesn't have anything to do with uh, Svertian being yeah. Armenian it doesn't have anything to do with Sperzian being born in Russia it doesn't have to do with any of that it just has to do with they don't want to give money to a Russian club um, period which I understand and I get that perspective and I, and I totally respect it. Um, it although it has been mentioned several times uh, Sergei Galitsky is not one of the people on the European Union list Krasnodar is not one of the clubs mentioned um, and and you know there have been Dutch clubs that have done dealings with uh, clubs that are on that list. Uh, so I don't know. Um, it's it's unfortunate. I don't know how this is going to end at this point.
0: There's still um, time. There's still time. Uh, any any club could be writing up an email right now to send it and uh, you know try to snatch him up. So there's like so many clubs in the world. There's so many clubs in Europe. Anyone can just, you know, take him. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Again, it's not it's, up to us.
2: It's, this, it, it's, I think same thing. I think it just, it comes down to the money at a certain point. Clearly the, at the point that we're at from everything that we've read from everything that we know, it's that they've agreed to a fee. So the money's not the problem. The money was originally the problem, right? That's what we had heard. That, their, their bid was low, was too low. and But this seems like they came to an agreement similar with Tiknisian. Um There seems to be an agreement. Oh, look, it's Vasilius Kunz, our friend. He says, get him to Ike Athens. We're going
1: to play UCL group stage. <laughs> Bro, honestly, there are so many Armenian, especially national team players, that would be more than good enough for the Greek Super League even for the big teams.
2: But it just doesn't happen for some reason. You think there would be this natural triangle that we would have between the Armenian League, uh, the Cypriot League, and the Greek Super League. And that's what I would hope. Rather than players going to Russia, for example, I, Iwu, I would have loved Iwu to sign for a team like Ike.
0: That we, would have been... we suggested this. We suggested this. Uh, when we're, start, we're not starting out. We're uh, like a year in or something into uh, Football Against One, and we suggested this, and the the country, the neighboring country of ours uh, has apparently done this system uh, in their league where they bring in players from Far East uh, countries, and they make them uh, as non-foreign players. So... This system could have been implemented between these three countries uh, and could still be implemented. We just need to, you know, have a voice in this and suggest it and ma- make a proper thing out of it, yeah. which I hope yeah, is
1: soon. It's, bro, and it's a great market opportunity for all parties involved. Of
0: course. Of course. Everyone understands each other. Uh, they want these, this player to play this match and uh, it's it's we we'll, we'll we'll do something like that we'll uh, we'll discuss it some something yeah. like that in another episode uh Vas to answer your, into a lot to of answer time. your
2: question vasilis uh rewind 15 minutes and we talked about it <laughs> <laughs> you came into the live a little bit too late uh, we're actually about to wrap up the show um yeah. well gentlemen uh it has been obviously you know a lot to talk about as usual but of course when we're doing the episodes what seems to be a little bit more on a monthly basis now. Uh, but the, the benefit is we're doing these types of things where it's interactive. Uh, sorry to the people that were here earlier where the comments were closed. Thank you to whoever pointed it out to me on Twitter that I was able to fix it immediately to get the interactions going. Uh, I'm sure we would have gotten a little bit more interactions uh, if we had gone earlier. Uh, and if you are listening later on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, go ahead to our YouTube channel, click click, subscribe, uh, join us on these. Um, hopefully, we, you know, we're going to be doing a lot more of these. I think this is going to be the new way that we are going to be doing Football Gentron. Uh, and, yeah, it's just going to be a good time. So I think, gentlemen, any last
0: words before yep. we sign off? One final note. We spoke uh, one hour and 40 minutes. uh we spoke about uh, these all these dogs, just, man. the timing with all these. You guys can hear them? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Go.
1: Anyway, I have my okay. own. Okay.
0: So, again, uh, we spoke one hour and 40 minutes uh, about football. Uh, but it's important to know that, yes, I am sitting here in Armenia, in the Republic of Armenia, safe and sound. However, w- we want to thank uh, farul fans, Faro Constanta fans, for raising the banner uh, for support for Artsakh, where eight months there has been um, an ongoing blockade. Uh, Raise awareness. We are a football base, but we have to raise awareness of this. These are our brothers and sisters. Uh, They're ethnic Armenians and they're trapped. And the more support we get, the better it is for international community to, to step in and try to help the situation. Uh, Aram, if you've got a pick, uh, I think we have it on Twitter. So uh, Yeah, it is yeah. on Twitter.
2: Yeah, it is on Twitter. Mm. I'll, I'll go ahead and pull it up right now. Ottoman, give your closing notes while I while I pull it up.
1: Uh, as Alan said, the situation is extreme. The situation is dire. Over 120,000 Armenians are being blockaded and starved to death and, and faint and malnutri- malnutrition, or however you pronounce that word, uh that uh, one would think that with all of that um indignation with all that disgust there is with my rightful uh anger at you know uh making transfers and conversations with russian clubs uh especially focusing on tighnisian and in tra- transfers one would think that uh, more people would be hey but these guys are armenian uh they they need Support They need uh, to show the world their talent because their own people are suffering. Uh, So please raise awareness uh, about this and help raise the profile of our players because we know they're good enough and uh, our people deserve happiness. And what better way to bring happiness to them than seeing our compatriots thrive and succeed and reach to the heights they deserve? At the international football level,
0: here is a picture. Thank you, Aram, for pulling it up. Thank you to Farul Ultras yeah. for this. This is in Urardu, uh, Yerevan yeah. Stadium. Yeah,
1: shout out to our Romanian homies uh, all over Twitter, supporting non-stop. That has been crazy. Like uh, since last year, even before the block the blockade, just when it was last year, Armenia there there was some attacks in Gumri, uh, pretty. Savage once they raised their voices back then, they raising their voices now. Uh, they have our backs, and you guys have ours. This thank will you. not
0: be forgotten. Yeah, thank you.
1: Um, and yeah, just some
2: final notes of course, this is a football podcast, we talk about football, but of course, we also want to use our platform to bring more attention to Armenia and Artsakh and everything that's going on. Uh, so you know, sometimes we are going to. Take that sidestep politically, and I know some people don't like it, but at the end of the day, we're Armenians. We're very proud Armenians. Uh, we're very proud yeah. of where we come from.
1: We're proud Who doesn't of like it land. doesn't get it. Who doesn't yeah. like our, what our, what we do, yeah, doesn't get what we do, and uh, that's just noise. That's just noise. So mm-hmm. do whatever you can if you if you have the capability.
2: No voice is too small of a voice because the collective is always the best. Uh, and we'll continue to do what we're doing, which is um, spread the Armenian message, spread Armenia through football. Um, this, we're just, you know, one small channel, uh, one small social media account, uh, but we're trying, we're trying everything that we can uh, to help further the cause. So uh, speak up about Artok, speak up about Azerbaijan, speak up about the blockade, um, because, you know, at the end of the day, People need to be held accountable for the 120,000-plus that are starving right now. Um, and, yeah. All right, well.
1: Next, less than a month until
2: uh, till National Team Camp, right? Less than a month until National Team Camp. Uh, we will see you probably uh, once before then. Uh, thank you for those who came to the live Jason, I see that you just got here. I'm so sorry, but we're finishing up. But good news for you is you have a whole hour and 45 minutes uh, to catch up on. So that being said, thanks, everyone, for uh, joining. Uh, We hope to see you again soon. This was a great live. uh, And for those listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, hi to you all. Don't forget to like, subscribe, join, follow our social media, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. I said just joining and you guys are already talking facts well there's a whole hour and 45 minutes of facts and that's going to be it for us thanks guys for watching. Me. peace
0: <laughs>